Hey guys, thank you for stopping by If Nothing Else podcast. Today's episode is going to be a good one. It's about the plan of redemption that is mentioned in Genesis 3.15 that Jesus is mentioned at the very beginning of the Bible. And it is so cool to see that his plan for the earth wasn't just random or the result um, of what happened in Genesis three, but it's been a plan that has been foreknown before the creation of the earth. I think this will be encouraging for you to see that God is in charge. He knows what's happening. He knows what happened and what will happen. Um, so you can put your trust in him and you can put your trust in the fact that he already has a plan for you that was already foreknown before the foundations of the earth. So put your trust in him, um, pull out your notebook, take some notes. We're diving deep into Genesis 3.15. Okay, let's get started in Genesis 3.15. So I'm going to start with some context like usual. So we see in Genesis 1 and 2, God created the earth in six days and on the seventh day he rested. God created man and told man they have free will but they cannot do this one thing, which is eating from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And this is known as the covenant of works. It's conditional, um, which means that God promised man one thing and man promised God another thing. And if either one of the parties uh, messes up, then the covenant is broken. So God promised life to man in return for man's obedience. If man doesn't obey, then he will die. But we see that the serpent deceived them and said that if they eat from that tree, they will be like God. So they went against God, they sinned, they ate from the tree, and they ended up breaking covenant with God. And that's when sin entered the world. This is called the fall. Where we are right now in Genesis 3, it says that God tells Adam, Eve, and the serpent their consequences. So we're going to pick it up in 3.15. It says, I will put hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. So this is where we're going to be sitting today. I know it sounds kind of confusing, but I'm going to read it again. But instead of the you's and the he's, I'm going to put in um, who God is referring to. So I as in God, I will put hostility between the serpent and the woman and between the serpent's offspring, and the woman's offspring. The woman's offspring will strike the serpent's head, and the serpent will strike the woman's offspring's heel. So hopefully that made a little bit more sense, but this is known as the Proto-Evangelium. I might have said that wrong, but that means the first good news or the first gospel. So this verse is really cool because it's the first time a savior or the gospel is mentioned in the Bible and it's directly after sin entered the world. And I think what is really interesting about this is that it specifically says he will strike your head. It doesn't say she, it doesn't say they, it says he. So a male member of the human race will deliver a fatal and final blow to the serpent because it says he will strike your head. That's a fatal wound. And then it says that the woman's seed will also receive a wound, although it's not a final, it's not a fatal one. It's only on his heel. It's a non-fatal wound. We, so we see this contrast between the woman's offspring, who is a male, 
will strike the serpent's head, which is fatal. But we see the serpent will also injure um, the male offspring of the woman, but it's not fatal. It's only on his heel. And we see, once we see in scripture um, that Jesus comes and um, defeats the enemy once and for all, we know that this male that is God is talking about here is specifically the Messiah, that he will suffer in the process of finally defeating Satan. And we see in Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, he prophesies this. It's in verse 53, 5. But he was pierced for our transgressions. There's that non-fatal wound. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. So it's because he um, was striked at the heel by the enemy, we are healed because of those wounds. And a few verses later in verse 10, it says, Yet it was the will of the Lord to crush him. He has put him to grief. When his soul makes an offering for guilt, he shall see his offspring. He shall prolong his days. And then listen to this. The will of the Lord shall prosper in his hand, which is so cool because at the very beginning of Genesis right here, Genesis 3, it talks about Jesus and what will happen when he comes down to earth and when he dies on the cross. So that was the will of the Lord. And Isaiah talks about like, this has been the will of the Lord all along. Um, and what also is really cool that I noticed when reading this is that we see a hint of the nature of Jesus here in Genesis. We see that the Messiah will be born of a woman. He will come from a human, so he has human nature. But also, he will be supernatural since he will defeat Satan, who is a supernatural being. So he has more power than men. So we see this nature of Jesus right here in Genesis. We see what he will do when he comes to earth, that he will defeat the enemy once and for all because fatally um, the enemy will die. Um, we also see his nature, who he will be, that he will come from a woman, but he also will be supernatural. So this proto-evangelium shows us that God always has had this plan of salvation in mind, and he informed us of this plan as soon as sin entered the world. And the good news is that the proto-evangelium has already been fulfilled. We are living in these days where Jesus has already come to earth, he has already fulfilled this. Um, and we are living in these days after the resurrection. We are walking by his blood. Um, praise God that we are born now um, after Jesus has already died for our sins. Satan thought that he won when Jesus died on the cross, but he only bruised Jesus' heel. We see that it was a non-fatal because he rose on the third day. But Jesus crushed Satan's head, which is a fatal wound. Mark 1.15 says, The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe in the gospel. Jesus is saying that the Proto-Evangelium is fulfilled. This is Mark's first direct quote of Jesus. It's not talking about the future. It's not saying that there will be a time when um, this is fulfilled, that the kingdom of God will come. Jesus is saying, the time is now. The time is fulfilled right now. The kingdom of God is near. So Jesus was there right then and there to fulfill God's words, specifically these words here in Genesis 3.15. He 
Hebrews 2, 14-15 says, Since therefore the children share in flesh and blood, he himself likewise partook of the same things, that through death he might destroy the one who has the power of death, and that is the devil. Because our punishment is death, to save us, Jesus shared in flesh and blood with us. Our punishment is death. So Jesus came down in flesh and blood, just like how we are, and did the same thing that was destined for us so that he could destroy Satan and save us. Um, and I also wanted to touch on this. So we see this um, mention of a savior of the gospel in Genesis 3 after um after sin entered the world, but this isn't a new plan. This plan has always been. It's not that God realized in Genesis 3 that, well, man has now sinned, so I guess I have to figure out a plan B. That's not what God says. It's, scripture says that he, this plan was already established before creation. This is known as the plan of redemption. Ephesians 1, 4 through 6 says, for he chose us in him. First of all, that's amazing just to think about. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world, to be holy and blameless in love before him. He predestined us to be adopted as sons through Jesus Christ for himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he lavished on us in the beloved one. So think about this, before the foundations of the world, before God created the world, um, there, he already chose us to be blameless through his grace, which was by his son's death on the cross before the world was created, before he created man, before man sinned, he already knew that this was going to happen. He already knew that he was going to send his son to die on the cross for us. Psalm 139, 16 says, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. So when he had this plan in mind, when they were working on this plan of redemption, because he already knew it was going to happen, he already had all of our days written in his book before any of them came to be. So he had this plan. It was him, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit they were working on this plan of redemption, but they also had us in mind. It says that he chose us before the foundation of the world. He already had our days written in his book before the foundation of the world. He already was thinking about us. He already knew us before the foundation of the world. Um, we have a plan in this redemption. First Peter 1 Peter 1.18-20 says, For you know that you were redeemed from your empty way of life inherited from your ancestors, not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of an unblemished and spotless lamb. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was revealed in these last times for you. So this wasn't just a new plan. This wasn't a plan B because the first plan messed up. Jesus was already foreknown before the foundation of the world. They already had this plan ready to go before the foundation of the world. This plan of redemption is initiated by the Father, and it's executed by the Son by coming down um, to earth, dying on the cross for our sins, and it's applied by the Holy Spirit. It's been a thing for a very long time. God didn't just randomly say one day, wow, the world is pretty messed up. I better send someone to save it. Jesus was at the creation with God. It has been a plan all along. 
We see in Ephesians 1, 4 through 6 and 1 Peter 1, 18 through 20, both of those verses talk about that Jesus wasn't just random. He just wasn't one day, oh, I'm going to make Jesus because he needs to come down um, and save these people. Like he was foreknown. He was already there before the foundation of the world. They were figuring out this plan before the foundations of the world. So God had a plan before the earth was created. He already knew what was going to happen. He already knew that man would sin. He already knew that he would have to send his son to save humanity. And in the same way, he already knew what you were going to do last night. He already knew what you're going to do next next week. He knows every single th- sin that we have created and that we will create, but he still has this plan. He still sent his son down to die for you. Um, he has a specific plan for you because before creation, it says that God chose us. He adopted us. He already knew that we had a sin nature. He already knew that we would need a savior, but he still adopted us into his family. So we have rights as sons and daughters of God. I could get into that for a long time, but I'm going to save it to next week. I think I'm going to talk about um, our adoption and our rights as sons and daughters of God. Um, That could be a long one. So I'm going to save that, but just chew on that for a little bit, that we are adopted by God, that he chose us um, and that we have these rights of as sons and daughters. So just kind of think about what those rights are. Um, But I want you just to soak in his delight. And it's not, he doesn't delight in us because of what we are doing or because of what we will do. He delights in us and the fact that he chose us, that he sent his son to die for us so that we can have a renewed relationship with him. The next time you sin and you go disobey God, remember his plan of redemption. Remember that his, he sent his son to die for you and he had this plan um, for all eternity. He knew before the creation of the earth that this was going to happen. So thank him that he sent his son um, and thank him that he has sent his Holy Spirit to apply this plan in us. Um, he is so good and I, he has good plans. So trust in his plans, trust in the plans that he has for you. And thank you for listening. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Thank you so much for stopping by and listening. To stay updated, follow at If Nothing Else Podcast on Instagram. And don't forget to spend time in God's presence today. I am praying for all of you. Bye, guys.